When you're the executor and someone passes away, you have to keep telling people they're dead over and over and over. My guest, Debbie Bueller, shares her experiences of being an executor of her mother's estate and what made her have to sit on the side of the road and sob on this episode of the Executor Help Podcast. Welcome to the Executor Help Podcast, the show dedicated to help you settle an estate, pick an executor, and avoid family fights. For more information, visit davidedy.com. Now here's your host, David Edy. So with me here today on the, the Executor Help Podcast is Deborah Bueller. Now, Deborah, Deborah, I want to thank you for being here on the uh, the show. How I came across you is uh, I saw in the national newspaper, Global Mail in Canada, saw an open letter. And the open letter was written by you and was uh, entitled, An Executor's Grief Takes So Much Longer to Heal. First off, thanks for being here. And why did you want to share your experience of being an executor? Well, with the Globe and Mail? Yeah. Um, as it turned out, so the experience that I wrote about at the start and end of the piece at the bank, that day I walked home and I had to sit down at the side of the road and just sob. And I felt like an absolute failure. <laughs> and I wrote it down because writing has always helped me to process my emotions. And I've been told that writing helps with grief. And the piece just sort of flowed out of me. Um, and then months later, I showed it to some friends. I showed it to a writing group I'm part of. And they all encouraged me to submit it for publication. Uh, and the Globe had already published um, something I'd written as a first person piece. So I tried there. I thought, you know, the Globe and Mail has good reach. Uh, a lot of people told me that they thought the piece would resonate. And the Globe did disagree to publish it. And um, it certainly did seem to resonate with a lot of people. And for that, I'm, I'm grateful. And, and what was what was it that that day being the executor? I, I think it was the executor of your co-executor of your mom's estate. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Yeah. What was it that made you just sort of collapse? You, you like pretty much came to the end of your rope, so to speak. What was it about the job of being an executor and going through the process, which was um, so hard? Well, I feel like, I mean, we didn't really know what we were in for. You know, as it turns out, the bank interpreted my mom's will as having co-executors. I didn't know what that meant. You know, I didn't know I was a co-executor. All I knew was that, you know, a few months before I'd gone in and I'd been able to do things on my own uh, to an extent. Um, and I think it was because they were waiting for, for things to be processed. They were waiting for the estates department. Um, you know, they were very helpful. But then when I went in again, all of a sudden, okay, you both have to be present. You both have to sign for everything. And, you know, I, I, that didn't make any sense to me. I was like, look, we've informed everyone that my mom has passed. Why do we both need to be present? And so it was at that point that I started to, to learn about, you know, what being a co-executor even meant. Um, and I mean, things were still tied up too. everything was frozen. We were waiting for probate. So, yeah, I think I just reached the end of my rope. Uh, it was also a raging pandemic, right? So, yeah, you add that on top of, of uh you know, the grief that you're going through, and then you've got the responsibility, plus you've got the, that raging pandemic. Did your, uh, I, I think it's your brother, he's the co was you know, the co-executor. Does he live in the area? Did he understand what was going on? Was he leaving everything up to you? And that's why it was well, such a shock. I mean, I, I mean, I think neither one of us really expected that we'd both need to go there to pay the province back for money that, you know, 
Like it was, it was, it was one of these provincial benefit benefit things where they they deposited the money into my mom's account, but they knew she was passed because they also sent a letter to the estate of saying that it need, that re- repayment was required. So this was another one of these very confusing things where you get a letter saying that money has been deposited and then you get a letter that says the money needs to be repaid. And, uh, you know, my brother and I looked at each other and we said, look, they know she's passed away. Why don't they just stop paying the benefits? Right. And so we looked at each other and we said, okay, somebody's got to go deal with it. And I had the time. So I took some time off work. I went into the bank and that's when we found out, no, we both need to be there because we're co-executors. So I, you know, that's what I write about. I write about calling him and saying, look, we both need to be there. And so when they found out that, because you, you, as you said, you were, you know, for the first couple of months, things were going along. Was it, was that negligence on the bank's part that they didn't notice that you that did there there was co-executors because no was I along. look I don't want to get anyone in trouble so no, I don't think this was negligence on anyone's part I I think that um I think it was probably standard standard procedure in the sense that um at that point I think her checking a point wasn't wasn't frozen right. so they just reversed the payment and I'm presuming that they followed all the rules they had to I have no idea why things changed midway through but I'm I, I certainly don't want to say anyone was doing anything wrong okay. because I'm not the expert here. <laughs> when it got to this point where things changed, you have no experience being a, 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 an executor. Um, this was all thrust upon you. So I asked, did your mom, did she have any conversations with you and your brother of how she wanted things to be done? Or, or was this a surprise that you were actually not only executor, but co-executor? Well, so, I mean, uh, I can tell you that uh, we didn't talk about death or money a lot, uh, mainly because we thought our situation was extremely simple. So um, back in 2008, I actually helped my parents with their wills. So, I mean, I knew that I was named, right? Right. But uh, so at that point, I had just had a child. And so I needed a will because I didn't want my children to end up you know, if something happened to my husband and I, we needed wills. So we were, we were making wills because we just had a child and we used an online legal will service because our situation is simple. And I said to my parents, look, I'm making a will because you got a grandkid now. And so they decided to do it too. Um, I don't know. They probably had something from, you know, way in the past. So I helped them with their wills. Our lives were simple. So basically if one died, the retirement savings went to the other. When both died, what was left split between the two children equally. We never consider ourselves wealthy. We lived in a simple bungalow in Scarborough, East Toronto. We were not arguing. We all agreed on the 50-50 split. And we followed the canned language that was offered to us in this legal will service online, which said, I appoint such one of the persons here and after so created, namely my son and my daughter. So when I read that, it's an or. Because it says one such of the persons, the bank interpreted as co-executors. I don't speak legalese, right? (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so it's an it was an interpretation. You went in there doing the right thing by having you know a will and you're organized, which makes you Mm -hmm. further ahead than most Canadians and Americans. It's just the interpretation of how you read it and how the bank read it. We ended up with the co-executive problem. 
I know in the article you talk a lot about a lot of things that you were tired of saying, um, yes. which would be like triggers yes. for you. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about that in terms of what is it like to need to be an executor? Because a lot of it seems to be a lot of mundane work that you've got to do over and over again, but you're also end up saying things like my mom's dead or my mm-hmm. dad, is dead, which I, I totally understand because I, I went through the situation. Well, yeah. And I do think that's the most d- difficult part of it is that, you know, you, you have an em- emotional relationship with this person if you're a family member. And usually the executor is a family member because who else are you going to choose? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're grieving. And then, you, you know, in the first few weeks, you're expecting this, right? You're expecting to tell people you're expecting to have to say, you know, so-and-so passed away. She died peacefully. And you're, you're expecting to have to tell the story. But after a while, you've, you've told all the institutions, right? Like we told the benefits people, but they kept sending the checks. So then we had to keep going in. And then we had to keep going into the bank and telling someone new, you know, okay, my mom's passed away. I'm the executor. We are the executors. We need to do this. And, you know, we needed to keep calling people, um, various bureaucracies and saying it over and over again. And I just, I wasn't expecting it to be that hard. But it was. And that's what I write about in the article is that every time I had to say it, it was like I, I kind of re-experienced the, the grief. And I don't know if that's a normal thing. I am a pretty emotional person. So, you know, my brother chose me to be his executor. And I said, what? Why would you put me through that again? And he's like, because you're so organized, you know, and I'm just shaking my head. Because, yeah, you need to be organized, but you also need to be almost a robot, right? To not be triggered every time you have to go in and do these things. Yeah, I, I, t- I totally understand, especially when it's, it's a parent. It's, it's, it's probably one, it's not probably, it's probably the hardest thing that you're ever going to have to do. And the responsibility, everything rains down on you. Is, is the going through the process and understanding what the responsibility is, does it get any easier? Did you, were there anything, anything that surprised you about what you had to do? It does it get any easier. I would say it maybe gets emotionally easier as time passes, but it gets more frustrating because for me, at least like, I can't believe it's still not over. You know, we're still waiting on certain things to process. I how mean, long has it been to, uh, how long so my, the process? my mom passed in May, uh, 2021. So it's been more than a year. And um, we know that, you know, the earliest will be done is the end of tax season 2022. So what is that like end of April 2023 is the earliest this will be over if we actually manage to get the rest of the things done within this calendar year. And I, you know, I didn't think it was going to take this long. And and that's that's a popular misunderstanding because on average, it's anywhere between 18 to 24 months for an estate to be settled. And even though it's simple, now we've had COVID involved. So that's probably changed. It's probably even longer than this. And as much as you'd like to get this over and done with, it's, it's not that easy. Um, And a lot of people become very surprised by what they have to go through to, you know, what seems relatively should be a simple process isn't really simple. Do, do you, did you and your brother, um, and I asked you that question before, you, you, didn't, you, you didn't have the conversation or you had a bit of an idea. You did the, great, the right thing by 
saying, hey, this is what we're doing, mom and dad, what are you guys doing? And that facilitated the, the, the questions and you know people getting organized. So you're far further ahead than most people. But is there anything that's surprised you so far? Because you're still in the midst of this sort of uh, uh, this storm. Well, so I, I mean, I, as, you, as you've already said, I would say the biggest surprise and the biggest challenge is how long the process takes and how bureaucratic and unintuitive it is. So why, when you, when you tell, uh, you know, a government or a bank, do you have to keep telling them? Like, why, why, why do, why is my mom still getting credit card statements? Like the bank clearly knows, right? We've been in touch with, I don't know how many pieces of this bank. Just, just cancel the credit card, right? I mean, like, to me, that's very, very unintuitive, um, similarly with the, the taxes, the government stuff, I didn't, I, apparently our probate didn't actually take that long, given that it was a, it was a pandemic, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't think we'd need probate because I thought it was simple, but we needed probate because, because of the pandemic, my mom, she couldn't live on her own anymore because it was isolating. So she'd been doing fine. She was like living by herself, taking care of her own household still. And then the pandemic happened. She was isolated. Uh, Things started to fall apart. So we had to help her sell her house. And we were going to use those funds um, to pay for a retirement residence. And they're pricey, but, you know, housing kind of took off, right? Right. So she had the funds. That also meant we needed probate. Because you sell a house, it's it's a lot of money, right? So, but I mean, we didn't know any of this going into it. Like, I mean, I kind of really just thought, okay, we'll inform all of the institutions, we'll cancel all the things and, um, you know, we'll be done. And, you know, my brother said, oh, you help mom with her taxes. Can you do the taxes? And I said, no way, no way. Am I going to do a deceased person's taxes? We're hiring someone. So we hired, you know, we hired an accountant Um, because we had to go through probate. We hired a lawyer because, you know, we could, we knew we couldn't do that ourselves. But we went into this thinking this has got to be one of the simplest situations. So we just didn't know what was involved. So what do you think is important that you need to know if you're, I'm not going to say saddled, but if you're put into a situation that you that you're going to be an executor? Um, You need to know it's going to take a very long time. You need to have some basic understanding of banking and taxes. So, for example, you should know, understand the difference between a beneficiary and a successor holder, which I do now. Um, you should have access to all the paperwork around any, any assets or debts the, the deceased had. You should be cool as a cucumber emotionally, which I am not. Uh, I think that's the hardest part. I think it really doesn't make sense for it to be a close family member. But at the same time, you know, uh, who, who else are you going to choose? Um, I mean, I... I I don't know. Um, I mean, we had a very simple situation, two siblings not fighting about money. Uh, We hired help when we needed it. And, you know, I still ended up at the side of the road crying. Maybe that's because I'm an emotional person. Maybe the system, you know, needs some tweaking. Well, I think ending up on the side of the road is um, crying. I think that's normal. I don't think it's because you're emotional. I think it's because of the weight of what was involved. Again, you're dealing with strangers talking about probably one of the most important people in your life and they're gone. So you've got all of that. I don't know what your situation was. If you took the time to grieve properly, 
Uh, are you over the grieving process? So you're expected to grieve and then also settle the estate all in the midst and go about your everyday life looking after your family. So it's understandable that you might end up on the side of the road uh, being very upset. I get it. Um, and you mentioned some of the skills that you that you, you you think that most people should have or should come in with their eyes wide open to do the job. Is there anything else that you think that would be important that if they become executor, what they should expect? And what do you think that most people will struggle with when they're um, asked to be an executor? Well, I mean, it, if they don't, if they don't have experience, they'll probably be surprised at how much is involved. They'll probably struggle with how, how often they have to explain that their loved one is deceased and that that hurts. I mean, I don't know. I think you've asked that question in a lot of different ways. And I mean, like I, I could think of it in terms of what have I learned? So, you know, I'll be, uh, my will is still legal. Um, I'll probably be taking it to a lawyer at some point and saying, you know, how can I change this? So both my kids don't have to schlep around all the time together in the future. If it, if if it comes to that, I'll probably uh, try to get some legal advice on that. But I don't, I don't know how much, honestly, else I can, I can change. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, in the Globe uh, article in the comments section, a lot of people suggested estate trustees. Um, so I think that you know, maybe, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to have this conversation with my kids now because they're children. Right. <laughs> but maybe when I'm older, you know, if we, if we're lucky enough. We can have a conversation and I can say, look, do not feel guilty. Take some of the money to pay someone to help you if if you need to. Um, and of course, I will be reading your book because maybe there's a better solution in there about what to do if, you know, your best friend isn't a lawyer. But um, but honestly, I mean, it's not, as you say, it's a lot of what you have to do isn't difficult. I think it's 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 the surprise of this still isn't finished or why, why so many, you know, hoops to jump through. Like the person is gone, just close the accounts, distribute what assets are left and we're done. Right. Like that's the way I think. And I think that's not the way most systems run. And I think that's, that's been the hardest, the hardest part for me. So I do think if you are a person who, who knows a bit more about the tax and legal system and is used to this, it might go easier for you. At the same time, it's never easy to say, you know, my mother died or my father died or, you know, even worse, if you have to do it for a spouse or a child, like I can't even imagine. I don't think I'd be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it clearly shows that the experience has changed you. And it sounds like also that it's given you uh, thought as to how you're going to go and prepare your executor and and I guess when you're having conversations with friends, you know, what you're going through, I'm sure it, it comes up that you, I know it's been hard and I get it, but it's going to make you think better. And it's also going to prepare for your family to uh, not leave them anyway, uh, disorganized or in chaos. And that's, that's all you can ask for. It's, it's the toughest job that anybody can uh, be asked to do. And, and especially if you're asking like your brother, that's the biggest favor that you're, he's asking you to do. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. asking him too. If we both go, if both <laughs> my spouse and I go at the same time. <laughs> so, okay. So you're, so you're asking that favor of him as well. So all I would suggest is, is you just prepare, you pre prepare the executor as best you can um, and make it as easy on them as possible. And also easy on the family as possible 
so that they don't end up on the side of the road uh, crying. I, everything I wanted to, to ask you, 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 you've answered and you've answered it uh, candidly. You've asked, answered it uh, very honestly. Um, you know, people can't see because this is an audio, but I can see that it's, it's truly affected you. And, and I, and I appreciate you taking the time today just to share your thoughts, share what you went through. And, and that's why I'm glad I, I took, you know, uh, I wanted to talk to you because you took the time to, you know, pen that open letter, let other people know how hard a job this is to do. Um, people don't, they don't get it until they have to go through this, this situation and it's difficult. So Deborah Bueller, I'd like to thank you so much for being here on the Executor Help podcast. You know, if they, people can find uh, the Globe and Mail, find the, the article, it's called An Executor's Grief Takes So Much Longer to Heal. It's by Deborah M. Bueller. And uh, it was in the Globe and Mail uh, newspaper. It's a must read. And it's also going to give people, should be an eye opener in terms of what people need to understand, whether you are an executor of what to expect, or if it's someone that you want them to be your executor and you're planning your estate, understand what your, the best way to prepare your executor to do the job uh, as best they can. So once again, I'd like to thank you for being on the show with me today. Thanks a lot, Deborah. No problem. Thank you so much for having me and for sharing your knowledge and for um, letting me share my experience. If, if it helps someone else, I'm happy. Great. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Executor Help Podcast. For more details, visit davidady.com or follow David on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The links are in the show notes.